Tales of a Chicana Woman, the podcast about life experiences and adulting. Advice, tips, and insight to help you along your way. Here's your host, Emily Z. Hey, what's up? For today's episode, I want to go back in time, specifically to a time that I think was fun, exciting, and overall joyous. I want you to think back to your childhood memories with me. As I've gotten older, I tend to think back on the good old days, which was my childhood. I mean, I did not have to pay bills. I did not have to worry about paying my college tuition. I could play with my friends all the time. It was a great time. Now to bring the special guest of this episode, it is my childhood best friend, the one that is nearest and dearest to my heart. It's my friend, Giselle Castillo. Hello, Emily. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. Can you tell my listeners a little bit about yourself? Well, I am currently a student at Cal Poly Pomona. I am majoring in sociology with an emphasis on social work. Alrighty, Giselle, let's get down to business. In an article from Exploring Your Mind called Why Do We Remember Some Things and Not Others, I found out that memories in general tend to work the same way in all people, not only in relations to general issues, but also in regards to private beliefs and autobiographical memories that shape our identity. So it's like we are our memories. From with that being said, let's establish from what year to what year do you think your childhood years were? To me, what I think my childhood age began was in in kindergarten because I started to be more involved with the kids. I started to acknowledge that there are other kids and that I'm just not the only person. Years where I think it ended so far in my childhood would be in the seventh and eighth grade because it started to be more independent and it wasn't really exactly like we're going to have playtime. It's more like, okay, I have to do my own thing. I have to be more independent. And for me, that's the time where I started to snap out of playing with Barbies and playing with in the playground with my friends and I started to be you know what I have to focus on my school or if I wasn't focusing on school I was in the social media. I definitely agree with you Giselle I was thinking the same thing as you know when we are little we are often asked what do you want to be when you grow up now I think that that was a big question that I was asked when I was little. And let me tell you, sometimes I knew what I wanted and other times I didn't. Can you tell me what was most often your response to that question? Yeah, what I wanted to be was a fashion designer. I wanted to be a fashion designer because I was really interested in in clothing. I wanted to know like, oh, I wanted to combine clothing and I'd be like, oh, that shirt goes with this pants. I wanted to make a difference in people's wardrobe choices. What led you to be like, oh, I want to be a fashionista. I want to pick people's clothes out. Well, when I was little, I would play online games. And the online games I would play would be dressing up the little doll. So she would be right there in her little underwear. And I'd be like, oh, I'm going to put her the dress today. I'm going to put her the little shoes, the purse, the hat. I'm going to do all that. I love that idea of designing her and dressing her. That's really cool, Giza. I did not know that you were inspired by playing, you know, dress up games. Something that I would say when I was younger that I wanted to be when I grew up was a singer slash dancer. Yes. And the reason for this is because 
I was a big fan of Michael Jackson and Michael Jackson was my inspiration. The way that this all began for me was because one day my brother got a DVD. It was Michael Jackson's number ones. And in that video, it had all of Michael Jackson's music videos for his songs. And it was so amazing watching that for the first time and thinking to myself, wow, I want to do that. I want to be a dancer. I want to be a singer. I want to do what he's doing. I was really captivated by Michael Jackson's music video for Billie Jean and the way you make me feel. There was something about, you know, the songs, the grooviness. And I was like, wow, I want to do that. I want to perform something like that. And I would memorize the choreography, I would remember the lyrics, do them both and perform it for my family and you know they would cheer me on, they liked it, you know, they would give me compliments for you know memorizing it. So it was cool and that was what inspired you know my dream to be a singer and dancer. To follow up with you Giselle, is you know being a fashionista still a career that you think about or do you think because you went through this phase as a child it made you think oh no I no longer want to do something like this my career has definitely changed now back then I wanted to be a fashion designer and right now I'm studying to be a social worker and that's a major shift um I don't think I think the fashion design era was just a phase. I think it was really much like, oh, at this time, I wanted to do this. But now what's really important to me is making a difference in the lives of others. That's why I want to be a social worker. I'm, I'm kind of taken back now by, because back then, I wanted to be all flashy and, and wear all these cool clothes and fit in with the with the rest of the other kids, but now my wardrobe choices have definitely changed now. I'm kind of more in just neutral colors. I'm not wearing bright colors. I'm not wearing the jewelry. I'm not wearing the designer bags. I'm just kind of a more neutral person now. So I think it has definitely changed. I think what you can take from this is that even though you went through that little phase, you knew that that probably wasn't what you wanted to do, but now you're doing what you do want to do. So I think that's amazing. In my case, I definitely think that my childhood dream stuck with me. No, I am not a singer or a dancer, but it definitely led me to think that I wanted to be in the field where I was, you know, listening to music, interviewing artists, and just entertaining people overall. So something that came to mind was, oh, I want to be a radio host on the radio. So... That's what led me to think, okay, I want to pursue this because of my interests, because of my passions. It led me to think, oh, I could do this or this is something that I want to do and I could have fun doing it. So overall, my childhood dreams did lead me in the right direction and didn't leave me, which is great because if not, I think I honestly would be doing a job that I did not want to do or follow a career that I did not want to follow. But I stuck to what I liked, to what I had passions for. And look at me now. I am, you know, an on-air host or on-air personality on, you know, my campus radio station, Leo FM. Shout out to them. So, yeah, overall, my dreams in a way are coming true because it's something that led me to my current 
career path that I want to follow. Giselle, we got a question from a listener. She sent over a recording with a question she has for us, and we just have to answer it to the best of our abilities. And this is her question. What do you think was the best thing about being a child? The best thing about being a child would be having no responsibilities. I wouldn't have be worried about, oh, I have to give rent to my parents. I wouldn't be like, oh... How much is it for food now? How much are the bills? How much money am I going to have to save to pay for my classes? The best part of being a childhood was not worrying about money. (laughs) Because my whole job as a child was just to have fun with other kids and just socialize. And yeah, as I was saying, it wasn't wasn't more about uh, material things. It was just more about socializing with others. I would also add that the best thing about being a child was that, you know, we had an innocence, meaning that we weren't exposed to, you know, the big things of life. We kind of just were in this little bubble. And I think I really like that, you know, we were in this bubble. We didn't know much about life. So that's what I kind of miss. To follow up on the question our listener just asked, what do you think is the worst thing about being a child? The worst thing about being a child is probably not being able, not being taken seriously. Because as a child, you're seen as, oh, you can't do certain things because you're just a child. Like, what would you know? So feeling incompetent in a way because you don't have as many life experiences or you don't have some knowledge. And I think as a child, well, as a preteen, you want to be taken seriously. Like, I'm an adult, like I can handle this. But not being given that responsibility to deal with these matters, I think that's something that would be the worst about being childhood. I 100% agree with what you just said right now. And I mean, it really took me back. I started remembering those moments, too, where I felt, you know, I didn't know because of my age. And honestly, to this day, I still come across that at to some capacity because, you know, either through work or family or friends, they just think, oh, you know, she's not there yet. She doesn't know. She hasn't lived enough. She's too young to really, you know, grasp what I'm saying. But that's annoying sometimes and not gonna lie sometimes it makes me a little bit bitter but you know I move along roll with the punches and just you know go about my day another thing that I would add to this is for me the worst thing about you know being a a child was that you weren't you know old enough to do certain things or hear certain things so that kind of always bugged me as a child because you know my parents would tell me okay you're old enough to take out the trash you're old enough to do chores you're old enough to this do this and that but I was never old enough to watch you know certain pg-13 movies I wasn't you know I couldn't listen to certain songs because they had cussing in it so it was just like all this big deal but now I'm like okay thank god I'm like older so now I can do whatever what I want to do and listen to what I want but I would say that that for me was the worst thing however now as an adult I wish that when I was younger I stopped you know thinking so much about oh when I'm older I'll do this and you know be that and so forth because I with doing that I wasn't really enjoying the moment and the present time back when I was a child so that's something that 
I would say, you know, taught me to not rush things and to definitely be uh, present in the now and what I'm doing. So I think that's a lesson that I learned. I, I think that's a I think that's a good lesson to it and really enjoy your childhood. Because as a child, you really don't value your childhood because you're too busy making friends and everything. But as you get older, you reflect on it and you think, oh, how simple life was. Like, as you were saying, like, young people want to be older and older people want to be still in that younger phase. And I remember as a child, I wanted to be, I wanted to know how to drive already so that I could drive myself around and I could just come back whenever I wanted to and be independent. And now as an adult that I do have a car, I'll be like, oh, every time I go out, that's, that's like money being spent right there because I have to pay for gas now. So like the reverse the reverse angle of, of what I wanted to be. I remember also in my childhood a lot, and I mean a lot, a lot, um, was the Disney Channel. I remember always watching the Disney Channel on ABC, Channel 7, uh, waking up on Saturday mornings and Sunday mornings because sometimes, you know, they would switch it up. And I would watch, you know, uh, Sweet Light of Zack and Cody. I would watch That's So Raven. I think it's called The Replacements. Um, uh, the Emperor's New Groove or Cusco like show. Were those some of those shows that you would watch as well? Some of the shows that I remember watching were Curious George, Sesame Street, The Bearstein Bears, Clifford, Arthur, Martha Speaks. <laughs> Those shows were definitely interesting, and I definitely enjoyed watching them myself as well. Hey, Giselle, guess what? We got another question from a listener right here. Hi, my name is Yara, and my question to you is, were you ever bullied as a child? Well, I was talking to an other friend one day, and we were talking about the exact same thing, bullying, if have we got bullied. And I didn't, I haven't remembered a time where I got bullied, but then she told me a scenario in which... She considered bullying, but I didn't. So I guess I I guess I did experience bullying, but I didn't consider it bullying, if that makes sense. Like these things were happening to me. Like this girl was making fun of me because she thought I was trying to steal her boyfriend. The her boyfriend and I were friends. And I guess that's where the jealousy started. So she started calling me names and stuff like that. But I thought it was just that I thought I didn't see it as bullying. I just saw it as, oh, she's just jealous. I mean, that's normal for her to be jealous. You know, you're kind of like the intruder. Like you're going to separate the relationship. But I didn't see it as bullying. But apparently to others, it would be considered bullying. Gotcha. I get what you mean. And to answer this question myself, yes, I was bullied and I was bullied in elementary school. And funny thing is that it was actually my next door neighbor. She is a few years older than me. Yes, she's a girl. And um, it kind of started out of nowhere. I remember waiting for the bus, you know, to pass by in front of my house and I would, you know, get in the bus and I'd hear her, you know, calling me names. And then uh, once I got seated, then she would like switch seats so that she could sit behind me and like, you know, pull on my hair. Or 
um also before i would you know get on the bus as well and i'm trying to find a seat she would stick out her leg and you know try to trip me and um sometimes she she did succeed and other times i you know she didn't um but basically it wasn't fun you know being bullied and being called names and i remember you know feeling tired of it and the person that i told was my dad and my dad told me you know when you are in this situation you need to tell someone he gave me a lecture of you know if this ever happens again you need to tell me or you need to tell the principal you need to tell someone it's important because you need to defend yourself you need to make sure that you stand up for yourself so i took that seriously and after you know having that conversation with him i went straight to you know my school and went into the principal's office and i told her hey you know as i'm waiting for the school bus you know that's coming to get me uh there's this girl that you know is bullying me she's calling me names she's you know pushing and shoving me and you know doing these things that i obviously don't like and for one thing it it makes me feel embarrassed and bad about myself embarrassed that you know it's happening in front of my friends and obviously i feel bad because why am i being called these names and you know after hearing it so much maybe i could even start to believe it so it was a process and obviously the bully did stop she stopped talking to me and i know that uh the school made her take like counseling classes in regards to what bullying was and how her how her actions can affect others and it wasn't until you know some time after that that she came over you know to my house and apologized and told me you know that she was sorry for what she did and she also gave me some background in regards to why she did it which was you know she wasn't you know happy at home things weren't that great and she always she would always see me being happy so she took it out on me and obviously I didn't condone her actions but it it gave me an understanding of where she was coming from now this experience taught me a lot for one thing it taught me that I need to stand up for myself and speak up about what is happening to me Uh, The second thing was that I learned that not all people are nice, yet I had to do something and check them so that they don't do it to someone else or hurt others. And another thing was, you know, through this bullying experience, I know how it feels and when I see it being done to someone, I know not to be a bystander and watch it happen. I, you know, tell uh, either an authority or or an adult, or someone that can do something to stop the situation, and check the bully, and and make sure, you know, that they stop harming others, and also to have an adult, you know, check on the victim. It's obviously bad in both sides, and, you know, both sides need to be taken care of, you know, differently according to the situation, but I want to just say that if you are ever in this situation where you are being bullied, speak up. It is important. And now that we have social media, I see it even more. And through Twitter, through Instagram, through Snapchat. And I get it's very easy to write a mean comment on someone's picture or, you know, tweet. But let's try to keep things peaceful. You know, we are already in this world where 
things are, you know, hateful and as people, we kind of need peace and unity versus, you know, going up against each other. So if, again, if you are being bullied or are seeing some someone else get bullied, speak up, do something. Don't just, you know, watch it happen or let it happen to you because it, it affects, you know, yourself and you're letting the, the bully, you know, get away with it. And not giving the bully the chance you know to fix themselves so overall I would say you know learn from you know my experiences and you know hopefully you can take this advice and know that bullying isn't great and you know do something when you see it happen but overall it's difficult to sometimes face things but once you get the courage to do it it'll stop I want to thank you, Giselle, for coming on the show today and for sharing your childhood memories. Thank you for having me. Thank you again. And you know that you are more than welcome to come back on the show again. And I also want to say thank you to you for submitting your questions. We answered, you know, the questions to the best of our abilities. And don't forget to catch us next Friday for the next episode. This was episode one childhood memories you've been listening to tales of a chicana woman with your host emily z follow tales of a chicana woman on twitter at tales of a chicana don't forget to subscribe and leave a five-star review thank you for listening join emily z again next week on friday this podcast was student produced at the university of laverne